It's That's Lit with me, Shazzy D, here on Triple H 100.1 FM. Now, tonight, we have got two very special guests in the studio with me today. Say hello to Emily Havea and Angela Sullen. Hi, girl. Hi. What up? <laughs> Look, thank you both for coming onto the show today. Not at all. A pleasure to be here. You're so welcome. <laughs> and now, both of you. Mm-hmm. Are from Brown Skin Girl. Nailed it. That's Can it. Can you please tell us what that is about? Okay, so Brown Skin Girl is a uh, show that uh, myself, Angela, and another woman, Aisha Ash, have written. Mm-hmm. And it's a sp- kind of spoken word poetry, dance, uh, movement, uh, theatre piece. It's uh, like a whole mesh. It's a whole amalgamation of all the things we can do, essentially. Um, Here are my talents. <laughs> <laughs> that, we, that we've written and we put it into a show. And it's basically about the experience of being a woman of colour in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the experience of being a third culture kid. So a kid caught in between cultures. So for instance, example, I am half Tongan, half Australian, and I don't speak Tongan, and if I go to Tonga, which I did when I was 12, I don't really fit in there because I don't know any of the culture or the customs, and, you know, I was born and raised in Bendigo, Australia, and that's a pretty Caucasian town, and I always get asked, you know, can I speak English, and, like, when did I go home? And so it's just about, uh, I guess, finding yourself, identity. And, um, like, what what it's like to kind of be in a place where you think is home, but you're kind of told that you're not home at the same time. Mm. But this is the home that you know and that you've grown up in. So you're like, well, what do you mean? Like, from my background is, like, I'm African-American, I'm Italian and Cherokee Indian, and I've grown up predominantly in a very, very Italian background when I came out here when I was, like, seven. So I heavily identify with my Italian side. Like, I'm full about, like, my nonna tomato sauce day like like looking for aloe brandy and that kind of stuff yeah <laughs> right but then also being out outed in a in a sense like almost like excommunication from like mm. sometimes with australians um even with other italians being like well you don't look australian or which is like silly because the first australians were black mm-hmm. i think people forget that um and then or italians going you don't look Italian. I'm like, well, it's in my blood. So you're telling me that I'm not, but I am. And that constant like struggle. And then, you know, where you do things as a child to kind of like, you know, fit in to create like that kind of harmony so that you don't stick out. And then how it kind of follows you, I guess, through like adulthood. So that's what we're kind of talking about. Mm. It's, you know, just our life experience. Mm. And we're all in different stages of our 20s. Um, and I'm on the later spectrum. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm oh, on the listen, later. I'm going mid to late now. Um, but no, you pass mid. Yeah. You, <laughs> you on the late. True, you're right. I'm on the later train. <laughs> <laughs> you on the late. I'm on the later. <laughs> hey, it's my birthday tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, is it really your birthday tomorrow? Uh, Sunday, actually. Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'm just saying, late, late train. She's trying okay. to forget the days. <laughs> So I actually had, yeah, Aisha and Emily are from Blackbirds on mm. previously. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, how did you first uh, meet them? Oh, we are Funny all so story, interconnected. <laughs> no, we are also interconnected. Um, Emily and I went to uh, NIDA together in the same year. So um, we both did the Bachelor of Acting, the three-year course, and Angie was two years below me in the acting course. And um, we lived together in hey. Angie's first year and my yeah. third year. So we were like ex-housemates. Hey. And also, like, you were there at my audition when it's I got true, in. That's right. 
But that's how I met Emily as well, too, because if I had gotten in that year, I actually would have been in Emily and Emily's year. Mm. Okay. And I remember, like, Emily and I were, like, we're doing our audition, and usually, you know, they ask you to get someone else up on the floor with you, Mm. and I never get asked or would get asked, Mm. and the same with Emily. And I was like, there's another black girl in the group. Mm. I was like, can you come up? And I remember her face, like, lit up. And, like, I lit up because I was like, she said yes, and we got to, like, you know, do this Shakespeare together. Though, let's just say I was terrible at Shakespeare at the time. <laughs> Had no idea. So, you know, didn't happen for me that year. <laughs> but just you took saying. some time. I came back stronger. And you made a new friend. Yay. I made a new friend and then they had me. <laughs> yes. And then Aisha um, went to Whopper, which mm-hmm. is in Perth. And, oh gosh, how did we meet? And, and uh, look, I think I met her when Emily was doing like one of the shows. At our, uh, in my graduating year mm. and Aisha had come to that because they had just I think pretty much freshly formed like Blackbirds at that time mm. and they were working with the Joan on mm. their piece that it's actually originally called Blackbirds mm. and then I think that's how we just all linked up because yeah. we were, they were wanting to do this piece and I think I think you, you must have met Aisha at that day at yeah, like I don't know. I mean, uni? like, you think Sydney's big, mm. and then you go, you put it into an industry, and then it's just actors, and then out of those group of actors, you have um, people of color, mm. and then of those people of color, you have women of color, and then out of those women of color, you have women of color your age. So yeah. I mean, it's not hard mm-hmm. to like follow along the grapevine of who knows who to how we know each other. It's yeah. a family tree. Yeah, of yeah. Vines. As big as Sydney is, is small. It's small. <laughs> Look, when you're in the arts industry, it's small. It's mm-hmm. mo everywhere. <laughs> and speaking of the art industry that mm. you were both in, um, is Correct. acting first, like if the first thing that you got into or was like singing or was there oh. any, ever any... Yeah, what I was mean, the first foray? I, I I would call myself a slashy of all kinds. I okay. did like I'm an actor slash this slash that uh-huh. slash this. Okay, um, but I first started <clears throat> um, getting into uh, music. I was always a singer. Okay. I always enjoyed mm. singing. Um, like thank. You Tongan jeans singing and harmonies, like they are for free. The runs in the blood, and I'm hey. grateful. <laughs> you know, rhythm and singing. Mm. And um, yes, I, I, did, I did music theatre for a while, and then I went, did like full time music theatre and dance after high school. And then I actually just uh, got in. I mean, I, I, I didn't expect to get into NIDA. I didn't expect to become an actor. She's saying she just like brilliantly talented. I, mean, but she just I know, I don't want to sound lap. like a butthead, but <laughs> it's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I just kind of found myself in this acting course, and I was like, "Yes, okay." And so these days, like we've written this show, so this show is very much mm. our baby. And but I like I write and act in other stuff, and and dance and teach acting sometimes to kids, and singing backing vocals in bands, mm. and like take mm. photos and like create content. Like it's wow. kind of like slash slash slash. Like yeah, I, it's, yeah. it's the creative hustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm. kind of started. Yeah, a long time ago, but. Yeah, here you are, mm. and here she is mm. in all of her glory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, I I think like for me, in a sense, like I, it might have come a little bit later to me, like in my teens, like that realization that's what I wanted to do. Um, but I definitely started at a very young age because I like to perform. Hmm. So you would see it like like <laughs> even when I was like going through some like old video footage. I was like, you could see as soon as the camera like swapped on, I was like mm. this. All of a sudden find my light yeah. at two do you know what I mean nice. as a baby you were ready it. as a baby I was ready was in those pictures I was, I was ready. ready to go I came out 
ready for it. <laughs> so, like, I'm prepped. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I got to, I think it was, like, like in year 10 when I finally did, like, my, my drama elective. And I was like, oh, actually, this kind of makes sense because I really enjoyed getting up and performing in front of people. Mm-hmm. And, like, I forgot, like, I actually would create a lot of my own content. Like, I would write stuff mm-hmm. and, like, perform it. Well, my poor sister, she's little. <laughs> so that meant that she had to do all the other roles that I didn't want to do. <laughs> um, and also be directed by me mm, at yeah. all times. <laughs> and then, look, I got into, like, amateur theatre, like, after I graduated with mm-hmm. my, like, colours or my honours. And um, when I was in Perth, because Perth is very clicky and the scene's very tight around there even more so in the amateur thing. I didn't really quite know how to make it like work for me professionally. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of was bumbling about because my family were like, just get a proper job like in buy a house. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so I, I remember going to my first audition and this guy goes to me, well, I don't know how you're going to work in like that because like, I don't know how like a black girl will kind of work in this <gasps> play, you know? Wow. Um, and then the next audition I got was like, oh, you don't look Australian. Like you, like you'd fit a part of an Australian family. And I was like, well, actually I do. Um, so I had to do a lot of backstage work. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of like stage hand, then I did set design, set building, which mm-hmm. I have no idea how they <laughs> thought that was okay. Um, I did prop sourcing and then I did stage managing and then I learned how to use the light switchboard. Like oh, I did everything wow. so that I would get myself in that scene yeah. so that I could finally, and that took me three years oh, to my get goodness. my first role on stage, which was to, was a non-speaking role. Mm. So I really hustled for a very long time. <laughs> and then... I think after another three years of that, then I moved to Melbourne and then I got into NIDA. Wow. And so, and and then I think now it's relearning that hustle mm-hmm. again because, like, once you finish school and, like, I was, hu- like, hustling really hard at school, mm-hmm. like, you, you've kind of kind of refined yourself mm-hmm. again. There's a bit of a, um, something that happens to people after three years of acting training or mm. drama school, as we call it, where you kind of, especially in a place like NIDA, you kind of expect to come out like industry ready, mm. like come at me world. And it's always a bit of a cruel shock. Like they call it like, it's that little, it's, it's like falling off a cliff. Like mm. you're like, I'm going to fly. Ah. Boom. Like bang. And Self-esteem. Also ego what they floor. get prepped, they prep you for, they're like, oh, the industry's ready for you because it's all about diversity. <laughs> Let me tell you about what diversity means. <laughs> diversity is the the white word of the day <laughs> of the century at the moment they love using that word they don't actually know what it means it's for them it's diversity in shades of beige and i'm like well if you really want diversity like you just cast people mm. so you get prepped to like oh because you look different you're gonna get all these roles mm. but actually you don't you, you know or it's like you know you get roles, roles. like in for, reality in yeah. reality they like Someone tried to cast me for like a 35-year-old African-American woman the other day. A mother yeah. of like a six-year-old. I was like, I'm and you're like, how, How's that going to translate? I'm an Australian, but sure. I'll pop on a headscarf and like see how we go. Mm. So, yeah. You think there's also um, a need perhaps for more writing also roles of Absolutely. different... Absolutely. Because yeah. like... I guess this, this speaks to why this show is so important, I mean, personally, but I think also in, like, the space that we're in currently, um, like, the social climate, we know our own experience, you know? Like, we, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, other people trying to write uh, roles for us sometimes feels a bit, you know, diminutive. Jar- well, like, and if they're not coming stereo- from that background as well, too, or from as a person of colour, and they're writing as a white person for a person of colour, they don't have that experience in them. Mm. It's like if I was to write myself as a 
blonde hair like white person i don't even know what that experience looks like mm. because every day i get up this is what i deal with you know like you can't expect a white person like even as like the humility that you can come as together you you don't have that experience it's not written in your body because also the way that the system is set up is not it's not for us mm. it's for you in the sense like mm. you know for the for, for white people to kind of like work the way they do you know so yeah it's really important that this work exists mm. and that we need more of that happening and also to be like to our people like you know what like your story is worth being heard mm. and that you are writers you know because then also at the same time too like i know a lot of people you know after coming to the show and they're going i i, I don't know i've always wanted to write but mm. i don't know if i can write and i've never been a great great writer i'm like i, I i'm dyslexic okay grammar you know like the english kind of grammar i don't even know how that kind of stuff works okay but i'm like well actually i've got to remind myself and i'm like going to them I'm like well you can write yeah you are just as smart you're like you are talented your story is worth being told because there's so much power in seeing yourself mm. up on stage but also it's like because we have such empathy for as people of color because like we have to look and see other people being up in the majority in like media and in and in, in, in like films and all that kind of jazz that are white or not of the same background as us and we can empathize because we've been taught we learn how to do that i remember emily was saying this mm. and we always thought to be the like the princess in the disney film mm. even though that doesn't look like us yeah like, you know. but we can empathize with mm. that struggle because mm. we've we've learned how to be sympathetic to mm. that Mm-mm. right but to see then to see your own story mirrored on stage mm. that's a whole other event that's because when you come out when like the last show that we did um and that night was like full of women of color to watch the reactions of those females when they came out and that energy was just that that room that night i've never felt something so charged and mm. electric and magical it was incredible you know like and to have people right there with you mm. you know you can't beat that and that's what you need because that gives you that energy to mm. be like you know actually no we should be running this just the same. Mm. And you should see this. Uh, like, this shouldn't be a jaw-dropping thing. Do you know mm. what I mean? Or so show-stopping, like, in the sense of, well, yeah, it should, because, you know, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it shouldn't be so new. Mm. If that, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And do you feel um, a difference? Have, you've performed this before, uh, correct? Yes. So this is the third iteration of the show. Okay. Mm. Do you, from that first time that you did it to, I guess, the second time, mm. and now the third mm. that's cu- coming up, up yes. Do you feel there's more of a, I guess, awareness or like more of a, a, a feeling that you're getting from others mm. that this is something we need to see more of? Yeah, definitely. Like Response-wise? The response has been incredible. And I think also for ourselves being in the piece, so the piece evolves as we evolve. So we rewrite mm-hmm. it each time we perform it because oh, okay. it's our stories. It's just, it's it's our words, it's spoken words. And we're going through different experiences in exactly. each year that we've done it yeah. as well too. Um, and as we shift and change, the show shifts and change. So I think that's really cool that it mm. updates with us. But um, I mean, the first time we did the show, like... Yeah, man, it was like so lo-fi. It was the three of us, me, Angie, Aisha, like in a rehearsal room in like a back corridor of NIDA, like pulling together some scrap pieces of paper, being like, yeah, what about this? And I'm being like, oh my gosh, I think we have a show. And like Emily was out of town, so like no one really saw it. We got one of my friends last minute to like look at it, to watch it, because no one had seen it before. And when we did it, we did it to like a pretty packed audience. Yeah, it was pretty. um, At the Darlinghurst Theatre. Like, you know, it was a. It was like yeah. It was a festival at the Darlinghurst Theatre. The Wits Festival. Oh uh, yeah, Festival Hotel. 
Festival for Tile, yeah, yeah sorry, the Wits uh, Women in Theatre yeah. and Screen. Wow. And we, we did it, and it was like an audience of like, maybe like 200 of our friends and colleagues, or maybe more, that I don't know. That we didn't actually anticipate. Yeah, and <laughs> we were just like, yeah. we, I remember we, we after we, we came off stage and we were shaking, Aww. like, and we just cried and sobbed mm. at each other because this show meant so much mm-hmm. to us. And also, I had never been so seen on stage. Mm. So, like, when you, like, as an actor standing on stage, you know, I was in a Shakespeare show for like five months this year, oh, and like, wow. like if you see me on stage in that Shakespeare show, you think you're looking at me, but you're looking at me being a character, saying someone else's words, mm-hmm. wearing someone else's clothing, walking the way that the director said that this would look best, and like kind of there's so many different layers before you actually see me as a person. Mm-hmm. Whereas this show, Brown Skin Girls, it's written by us we perform it and it's our story so there's yeah. like there's no character there's no character we're speaking to the audience mm-hmm. and like it is it, it's like that like that that dream that you have when you're standing naked on stage like that was the first <laughs> time that we performed it it was like i'm so vulnerable right mm. now and it was so rewarding because it was that mm. terrifying you know mm-hmm. Mm. But I think as as the show's gone on, we've kind of grown into it mm. a bit and then and therefore kind of taken ownership of our story as we tell it and really let other people into that. So And it, I also think people really want to see more of stuff like this mm. as well too. They want to see more diversity. Uh, diversity. They want to <laughs> see just more different skin colours on stage. They mm. want to see different shapes of bodies. They different stories. See different faces. They want to see different stories. And, I, and when I say diversity, I mean it when I say that, like, they want to see a range of people, not mm. the same things, the same stories that we know. Because, you know, when you go see some theater, you're just like, why did I pay all this money for? Mm. Uh, I heard of the story. It just sounds the same. It's the same person. Mm-hmm. About things. It doesn't mean anything to me, mm. you know. But the thing is, and not it not always be always politicized as well, too, mm. you know, totally. or have to, or ha- in a way that it's always about trauma, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really beautiful about this show is that we've taken a lot of care because we're hitting hard with a lot of content and a lot of the things that we're touching on because of the nature of the show and the time limit of the show. We don't completely delve all the way down that hole, mm. we give you enough to get you in there, and then make you laugh, and let, and we bring you out. You Release don't know you which out. way you're going to take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. even though we know the way, we know the the beautiful skeleton of that show mm-hmm. in those moments as well. Too, when you're on stage and you're performing, it can take you a whole different other place. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I think it was like a, my second night of my piece, and um, and in the middle of my story, I didn't realize I was I got so overwhelmed mm. with what came out of me that I had to take a second to like deal with your own deal, emotion deal levels. with my own emotion level yeah. in that moment it's like Be- cathartic yeah <laughs> because you're also you know there's like you said you're not hiding from anybody mm. yeah and the purpose of this is to not only for us to get there and have that beautiful chance and that's your and that's one of those th- great things as an artist if you get that chance to get yourself your story out there mm. but for other people to be just as seen as you when they look at you on mm. stage there's something weird that happens mm. with I think the more specific you get into a story somehow the more universal mm. it becomes because it's specific to your experience and maybe it feels like it therefore it would like it would make sense that it, it, it's only specific to you but weirdly that's what cracks the light in into mm. your soul and people, and people they yeah. can therefore see in whereas if you try to write a generalized story about a generalized experience then people are like oh okay that's mm. everything it doesn't hit it doesn't hit yeah. home in the same way yeah. i think we forget as well too that we're actually more connected than what you think mm. you know mm. and it's it's one of those beautiful things like we're energy Mm. And, uh, we are Skin energy. Are relevant. Yeah, mm. and I mean, at the end of the day, 
Yeah, it is. Which is funny because we've written a whole show about it. Right. So not that. <laughs> but, no, but, it's, but like, but I mean, like you know, if we come to life and death moment right now, like yeah, yeah. you know, you can't say that it doesn't exist. It exists, but mm. you, what we live and in this like social construct, exactly. we we, we have to deal with it. We know that it's there. Mm. Um, but it's like we're energy. Of course, of course, we have these experiences, and then that's what unites people. And sometimes it also helps people by knowing that this is not just happening to them. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna switch gears just a little oh, bit. Oh, go ahead, go just a little. Favorite actor or Ooh. actress? Um, oh, now it's just all actor. Yeah, now. it's all actor. So, the yeah. word doesn't need a gender. Yeah, it turns right. Out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. back to it. All actor. Favorite. Okay, my current um, obsession mm. is India Moore from the American uh, TV show called Pose, oh, which okay. is on FX. Okay. Um, oh, is that where it's at? Mm. <laughs> Because I've been trying to find yeah, it. Yeah, I can send you the Dropbox. Not illegally. I shouldn't have said that on air. I've been trying uh, on the beep. regular television. <laughs> on the regular That's me backing Well, it up. wasn't on stand. Someone lied and told me it was on stand. No, it's not on stand. It's oh, on FX. Okay. Um, and that's why I I'll bought it. I'll tell you about it after. Okay. <laughs> and anyway, it's made by the guys uh, that made American Horror Story oh. and Ugly. Mm-hmm. So it's got a super like camp aesthetic okay. and it's about the 80s invoking ball world in yeah, yeah. in um in New York in the eighties. Mm. And anyway, there's this trans woman mm. who's one of the lead I mean all the leads are basically trans women of colour. Mm-hmm. And um one of them, her name is India Moore and I am just obsessed. Yeah. I'm just obsessed. Yeah. I've been on the full Instagram look. So she's my current favourite actor okay. due to this series. There that's what go. I got for you. <laughs> well, that's 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 a that's a tough. Question. Well, that's <laughs> how do you how do you follow that up? <laughs> that's a tough question. Um, I'm not really good. the thing is like with me too. Mm. Like I forget names really. Uh, I forget my own name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just saw sorry, uh, sorry not to bother you. Oh, that one. Yeah, with Tessa Thompson and uh, Lakeith. Yeah, I can't remember his last yeah. name. <laughs> Those two. <laughs> I really, I think he is a beautiful actor to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I just, I, every time I see him, no matter what I see him in, I'm just like, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and also, I really, I really, 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 really love, um, like, I'm going to go with, like, Angela Bassett. Oh, oh I mean, straight the up. The queen. She, you know, like I, I was rewatching American Horror Story, mm-hmm. witches, mm-hmm. Um, the convent, yeah, coven, the coven, yeah, coven. and I was like, this, I'm about to go to Louisiana myself oh, right now too, <laughs> Angela, I'm coming. Um, yeah, but like mine, it just kind of ebbs and flows mm. with who I'm seeing yeah. at the moment because mm. you just there's just so much beautiful talent. Yeah, I know there's so much out there. Yes, give us another one. Oh, 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 okay, okay. I'm ready. If you could talk to anyone, like if you could get them to come and speak to you right now, they can be in any sphere, singer, actor, performer, who you would literally want to meet, like right now. Oh, yeah, okay. Who to meet. Yeah, right now. And they'll talk to you right now. Tracy Chapman. Hey, okay, why so? Look, I've grown up with Tracy Chapman, and I just love her music. Mm-hmm. And it just translates to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would just love to pick her, her brain. Yeah. And to, she just seems like she's got, she has such a story from where, but you know, where she was discovered to where she is now. And, but so uh, like, 
under the radar. Mm, yeah, because you don't. I mean, no. she's not on so like I don't know. Is she on socials? Like, no, I she has like a fan group. Yeah, but, you know, but mm. yeah, but I guess like she probably might have her own social media mm. stuff. But they'd be like so low key, mm. like there would be certain people. Mm. But I feel like that'd be a great person. And I mean, like I'm gonna throw another person, Eric yeah. Badu. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So both. Yeah. I'm gonna say uh, Nora Jones for okay. a turn her tail. I know. Okay. I was brought up on her first album oh. and I would just I mean if, I, if I'm if i gonna meet a singer like mm. I my ultimate dream would be to sing and to harmonize with them like oh. that would be a moment yeah, in see, my life okay. that would be a moment or yeah. Leanne Le Harvest oh, I who heard. is oh my god she's um oh, what is she she's a UK singer songwriter mm. she is just so beautiful <laughs> she's kind of like I guess an updated uh, Nora Jones kind of style voice for me mm-hmm. but a much more contemporary acoustic piano ugh it's so beautiful. Look up her NPR tiny desk. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I to say this. I love your ahead. cute little face, like, <laughs> cupping right there. NPR so tiny desk, Leanne La Harvest. <laughs> oh, my Lord. My life. So yeah. excited. I, look, I wish I could harmonize. I mean, I can sing. I just, I can't harmonize for any, <laughs> anything. I'll just sing whatever note comes out. And I'm like, <laughs> you work around it. So, I mean, I can't <laughs> say those to those women. <laughs> I'm like, Erica, you're in my line. <laughs> like, can you just do better? Just do better. I need you to work around it. Okay. Tracy, what have I told you? <laughs> I feel like if, you know, if I had enough, you know, a little bit, yeah, I'll be probably telling people that you <laughs> see. <laughs> oh, oh, big, man. big, big bad boss, Angie comes out. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you think people will gain from watching Brown Skin Girl? Ooh, a tan. Yeah, I, I felt that in my soul. Do you know what I mean? Like you get a tan because there's just so much delicious brown skin <laughs> up on stage, and then I mean, look, it's gonna radiate out. I mean, like because we're gonna have a fabulous set as well, too, darling. And it's gonna come out on you. Um, no, I, I think what I mean, Emily, feel free to jump <laughs> feel in here free to, to jump in. Okay, so I think um, people. <laughs> Uh, real life fans also. So uh, people who come see Australia Brands Gone Girl, mm. I think they will get, um, I mean, it kind of depends on your experience, actually. Mm. Uh, so if your experience is, experience is that of a uh, non-person of colour, like I think it's a much more of an education, but definitely not polarising. That's something we really aim for yeah. is to not push away people without a similar experience. It's not about that. We don't want to create more conflict in this like marginalised society. Why? It's to create you to question. Yeah. And to, to rethink. To, to rethink how you would approach someone and say, oh, where are you from? Or to just like, you know... Open up those lines. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And make it a safe space for them to kind of, I don't know, like understand us as well. Um, because you have to be careful in that sense in the way. Mm. Like I went to that talk about white fragility, right? Mm. And that was a really good talk. And it's about like, you know, because sometimes you can, it's very hard that sometimes when you bring up issues with race and and for white people as well too, and even those that think they are definitely allies of people of color, some things are going to question that's going to make them feel a bit uncomfortable and that Mm. you're challenging their moral standing. You're like, actually, no, Mm. this This is how I feel. This This is how I feel. And it is truth, you know, Mm. and certain questions or the responses that you're going to get from them might actually close them off, Mm. you know, and be close and protect so that that takes race off the table and then they don't Mm. have to address that issue. Yeah. And so that's what we've worked really hard on to do. Yeah. And I think the way we get around to that is like, you know, it's all said in a light tone, like it's a truth bomb, but we're laughing, Mm. you know? And I think also for people of a similar experience, like, uh, oh, it's... 
I mean, actually, it's been educational as well. Like, I spoke to this one woman after the second show that we did, and she was um, uh, of African descent, but born and raised UK and living in Australia. Yeah. And um, she said she was super, super dark, and she said to me, who I'm more like a mocker tone, she was like, you know, I just didn't think that, like, women of your skin colour would have any of the issues that I face. And, like, mm. I didn't, I thought, like, ugh, you girls have it easy. Like, you know, you are lighter brown, you're closer to white. Like, it doesn't even, like, it, it's not a thing. Your experience is invalid because you're, 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 not. you're far lighter than I. And I had never really had a talk or experienced like colorism within the community like so wonderfully talked about like i think it was awesome that she mm. even said that to me we had a conversation about it and i was like wow you're gonna learn some things when you come yeah. out of this and like just like we're learning stuff even whilst we're on stage yeah, you're gonna right. learn stuff it's it's gonna be a transference mm. so i think that's the great thing about the show you're gonna come out questioning and that's what we want we want you to go out in the world and just see how you also question it mm. and like you know just it's something that we do like you know, I have to consistently keep questioning why my response is to certain things mm. because it's also shaped by this way I've grown up, mm. the system that's the way that's shaped around me. And I think that's great. You're gonna you're gonna learn some stuff. You have fun while you do it. You're gonna have fun. You're gonna be some tears. Mm. You're gonna be you waving. You're gonna be dancing. Like everything yes. is gonna happen. It's and like you, the best night. And if you come on like opening or closing night, yes. um, you there's a DJ that plays upstairs after the show and is like, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to an event with like more than your token person of color, but the dance floor is on. <laughs> well, it has been. Such a great time chatting with the both of you, Emily, Angela. Yes. If you would like to find out more about Brown Skin Girl, it's on, I think, 29th of January till 9th of February. That's correct. At the Old Fits. Am I getting this right? Yes, Yes. you are. Okay. Uh, Redline Productions. You've nailed it. it. (laughs) And if you want to find out more, check out Blackbirds. They're on all the socials, Facebook. Mm -hmm. Twitter, Instagram, Instagram. Insta? Look, that we, Twitter. they are on What's the ground. What's that bluebird know? I don't. The, the bluebird knows some yeah. stuff. Okay, but definitely yeah. check out the Facebook. gram account. The gram, well. the gram, the gram is where it's am. <laughs> that, that was really that, bad. That was no. Um, you went there, and we went there with you. <laughs> thanks again for joining us. Thank you so Shazzy. much, guys, for listening, and thanks, Jazzy. No worries. <laughs>